What up, though? Y'all already know what this is. Respect the worst if you don't respect the best. Top tier podcast. I am Ledge. Let's get right off into this. Smack Volume 4 took place hours ago. Probably, what, like four or five hours ago? Yeah, about that. Um, I'm just finishing up, like, recapping, a, like, not recapping, rewatching a few battles just to get uh, one more look at it before I did this. I didn't want to just go off first watch. I wanted to go off multiple watches. Um, before I do that, I also want to just say shout out to my man, Wells. Wells is the person who made the beat, you know, as my opening and closer. So when you hear that instrumental, you know, that's my guy, Wells. Shout out to him. I hope uh, I know he's listening. So just wanted to give him that. All right. So Smack Volume 4, man. Now, I came with my predictions for those who have missed it. Uh, my predictions going into these battles were. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this is going to be tough pill to swallow, but I'm a real one, you know, so I'm going to keep it thorough with you on my my predictions going into the battles and what was the outcome of, you know, my predictions. So going into the battles, I had. Danny Myers beating Chef Trez. I predicted a 2-1 victory. I predicted clean with an upset over T-Top 2-1. <laughs> yeah, I thought that John John would beat Red 2-1. I had NJT beating Clips 3-0 going into that battle. We'll get to that. Um, I had I had Suge losing. I had Rum. I thought Rum was going to beat Shug pretty clearly at 2-1. And then I had Arsenal with a slight upset to some because I, I think Geechee was going into here as a pretty, pretty nice, solid favorite. But I had Arsenal uh, pulling it out 2-1. <clears throat> so those were my predictions going into the battles. And as it stands, to me, honestly, I feel like out of those six battles, my record is four and four and two. I feel like there was two that I was wrong about, but the two that I was wrong about, I was so so like <laughs> so uh, convincingly wrong and just inaccurate with this and just off the wall with these predictions that uh, I'm gonna get right into those first. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna eat the pie for that. I'm gonna eat the crow. You know what I mean? So. I don't have no, you know, it's no problem like saying when I'm wrong. You know, these are all predictions. These are just guesses. So I'm going to go with like clips first. The clips NJT battle. Get it right out the way. I was clearly wrong. I thought he was going to get 30. I've seen nothing, not even just the face off, but nothing, no marketing from clips. The It was a random shot when you see the trailer, you like, NJT versus Charlie Clips. Can't even remember last time Charlie battled a top tier guy and came with like fire. So I was just, I was going off a lot of his his latest his, over his past year and a half, two years of just being a very inconsistent, non motivated battler and thought he was gonna get thirty. But that man showed <clears throat> that man showed up. Excuse me, that man showed up and showed out. Um. It was your classic event was really amped to go against a newer guy or a more recent guy. 
a guy that's been in it for maybe two or three years and um has a name and that's gaining buzz and that has is the hottest right now and got everybody's attention this is a classic case of that classic case of yo hold on we're still here remember i said that about the ladies the queen in the ring like they need new blood to get their league popping so because the old chicks well not old chicks but you know what i mean like the more veteran chicks are really come with their their material and be like hold on we still here well that's what clips did man first round and as always i don't give away material like i'm dropping this very soon very recent it just happened and you know i don't want to discredit these guys who put in the work and um laid their bars down and to, for the people that paid and watch you know all the viewers you know who are just watching the shit on demand to put in their bread but I can just tell you the vibe of the rounds, right? So Clips goes in, and right off the bat, he's kind of setting the tone with like this, like these R&B schemes, because uh, he was, I guess, he was alluding to the Chris Brown line that uh, NJT had recently in a battle, and it was basically like, like I'm, you know, I'm basically proud that you admit, you know, you're such a big you know, imposing figure. I'm proud that you admit that you listen to Chris Brown. So that was like easy for him to go into his whole R&B flips with the three LWs, the SW. He was just naming off new edition. He was just reeling off all type of R&B names. And he was really solid throughout. Uh, the best version of Clips is when he's well-rounded, but he's not sticking to one particular strength of his. Like he was funny, but he he wouldn't... He wasn't joking too much when you're like, all right, let's get to the bars. He wasn't so bar heavy where he was like, all right, but what, what happened to the to the funny clips? He was kind of like picking his spots pretty well in that first round. Uh, of course, he went with the hairline jokes, had me had me rolling like he was just in his bag in a really good first round, solid round, beatable round, but. NJT would couldn't just, you know, come out of bed, stretch out and yawn and just snatch that round. You had to put some really serious work in. Right. So if I would have to judge that round, I would give clips about like an eight point five. Like it was a it was a good round, about an eight, eight point five. So I'm like, oh, it can be beat, but it's tough. So NJT goes and from the gate. NJT was spazzing out. Like, he was going crazy. Like, he was going crazy like Ultimate Warrior shaking the ropes. That's why I used, if y'all see me on, just click hashtag Smack Volume 4. You see a, a, a GIF, GIF or whatever, of Ultimate Warrior shaking ropes. That's from me, Top Tier Podcast, at Podcast, Podcast on uh, Twitter. That shit, he was shaking the room. What I know, I, I had to text my homeboy. Shout out to Drew. I was like, yo. Because he wasn't watching the battles. He was he was doing some other shit. I think he was watching Duke versus Virginia or something. I don't know. But he was asking me, giving me more of the update on the battle. I'm like, yo, NJT got this small room, allegedly smack volume room, sounding like Summer Madness off of the lines that he was saying in the first. It sounded like a whole crowd of people was in there. No lie. No lie. Sounded like Webster Hall, Summer Madness 2. Like... 
that's the type of reaction he, he was getting and deserving the reactions though so you can't call it gas and it wasn't like just his entourage i wasn't like the goonies were there it was just you know of course he had his jersey affiliates but everybody like was making faces and reactions even clips was like admitting and pretty much acknowledging that he was cooking and it was just haymakers bars the delivery the aggression him closing the space in his face njt was flaming clips i thought i was like to myself in my head if this is what we're getting for the next two rounds we probably won't see clips again that's what i was thinking in my head if we get this the next two rounds we will never we clips wouldn't I, his soul i was looking up there as i was looking at the sky i was seeing sb looking down i was seeing rich dollars like yo do we got company like i was i was it was getting dark it was getting dark but clips has a really good defense when you know he can laugh at your he can laugh at your material and make it seem like it's cute but it's not hitting and not landing so he was doing like some veteran like defense mechanism type stuff like shoulder rolling on some Mayweather, like yeah, but no, he was getting barked on. It was it was vicious. Uh, the I'm strapped in, got that out the way early. Cold strapped in, man. It was it was cold. It was he was in his bag. NJT clearly got the first, but something happened at the end of that first where Clips told him like, yo. That was cute, like what you did, but this is, you know, basically like letting him know I'm in it for the long haul. We got, we still got rounds to go. And the way he said it, it was kind of funny, but he, I can tell like he kind of meant that. Like it was something that I've been alluding to with NJT prior to this battle where he has one of those magical haymaker moments. He's a moment battler. I keep saying it. He's a moment battler where he'll give you a moment. But three, four rounds of fire just really ain't in him right now. And it and I don't know if it'll if it'll change anytime soon. So clips comes off and it's more the same from the first, but he's revved it up a little bit with an angle about how uh I guess the crowd receives and respects NJT as a lyricist. And he was attacking that angle. And this is something that I tweeted before. I was like, can we start? Can we get battles with not so much of the bow and headshot like every every sentence a bow headshot right so he's attacking that attacking that angle that's saying just because he goes bow in the middle of a line doesn't make it lyrical and he was giving examples and what i really thought in the back of my head he's doing the genius angle that hollow used on him about his his own material so he took something that was used against him that was worked very well strategically and applied it to njt and it worked to perfection and the examples he gave within breaking that angle down it was genius it was funny it was clever couldn't really see it coming sometimes you could and then he went to he kept barring him man and his bars wasn't wasn't dated it wasn't like heavy with the sports references like we know from uh clips it wasn't you know too many just dry spots it was attack 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 and i really liked that battle and i really liked that round excuse me that second round from clips 
that kind of changed the tide. And um, I know NJT, when he goes in the second round, he does address the, yo, talking about the bows, like I can show you I'm nice without it thing like and he hit he hit him with a flip like a rebuttal mid-round and it was dope but uh <laughs> i believe he said bow again and it didn't hit and that was the effect clips was looking for when uh he broke it down with that angle and i was like damn he took the sting off of <laughs> off of his aggression off of all that passion and energy combined with his you know with his punches and I just think Clips pretty much got that round clearly, not as clearly as NJC's first, but it was damn good. Clips was damn good. Third round, I would say it was both of their weaker rounds. I would say Clips had a stumble there, but for the most part, he was flawless and he was still funny, still witty. I feel like NJT was spotty at best, so I gave Clips the third, which... Gets me to say that I got clips winning rounds two and three and ultimately winning the battle. And it was basically like he said, and what I've been alluding to with NJT, he doesn't last. He doesn't have the stamina to continue. He like he loads up all his firepower for one round and he just kind of just, you know, falls flat. I, I feel that same way about Hitman, though, although Hitman has one got a high win percentage. And I, you can, but I, it's, with Hitman, it's just his rounds don't be as good as his first round because his first round has always been his best round. But the same applies to NJT and just that he just his one of his rounds is not necessarily first round. Sometimes his thirds be crazy, but whatever round that is, it's so much better than his other rounds. And it's like a huge gap that you just have to think that he's taking some of his best stuff from other rounds and putting them all in one round. Cause there's no way you can write. Cause I don't understand the, the, the level drop off and he does it every battle and to come out on your first and this drop, a a perfect score, like a 50 in the dunk contest. <laughs> like it didn't hit us with like, okay, you got like a 46 and he hit us with like a 30 or something. Like it was crazy, but he has to work on that. He has to get with his team, figure out what to take out when he's wigging. Like, because he was wigging so hard in the first that I felt like he could have stopped at a certain point and saved that to for a second or third. Because it's not like he's one of those guys who you like heavy with angles. So, like, inserting some random punches or some punches with name flips or whatever would like disturb his pace or disturb his angle and content. So, I don't know. Something to work on. But Clips came back with a vengeance. I say he's going to get 30. I got him winning to one. Shout out to uh, Showtime SP was the only person I seen anywhere. Showtime SP was the only one I seen saying Clips was going to win. Although he did it last minute, I guess, like hours before the battle. He called it. Shout out to him. Uh, follow him. But yeah. So that was a good battle, man. That was a good battle. The next battle I was wrong about, the only battle I was wrong about was obviously the clean paper battle versus T-Top. I thought clean was going to like rise to the occasion, a small room, kind of back to the essence of being a PG battler on URL. 
he just he just didn't have it. And what he used to be able to get away with, he just can't get away with anymore, which is like those unorthodox, like random chants of bars where it's not really a punch. It's just him telling you something like you ain't you ain't you know what I'm saying? You this and you that they got to do this. Right. And then stop and then like have this long pause and then low flow you a little bit. Like, let me talk to you, dog. Like all that, like that, that format isn't really hitting in today's era. He might have to go back to the drawing board, not completely change, but like just tweak some stuff here and there. That's it. Just got to tweak some stuff, man. And he had moments in there. He had moments, but it was so spotty that you couldn't give him a round, not a single round. And T-Top was just in this element with angles out of this world about, you know, obviously attacking QP's drug addictions or saying, oh, he's not a crackhead, he's a fiend. It's no difference in that. Excuse me. He was just, he was just, yeah, man. It's not really too much to say about that battle. T-Top was just in, I wouldn't say in rare form, but he was in a nice comfort, uh, comfort zone with this, with this battle. And I don't know... I don't know if QP, I don't know if Clean will be back. Cause I can't see him having this performance and getting another top tier baller. On not on URL, I'm saying. Just saying on URL. And I'm saying that I know there's guys who's who can have a lot less of performance and still get like top billing. But seeing that Clean has like been open and saying he's like it's cartel over everything, Black Ice Cartel League. He's not one of those guys that's going to get that favor, I don't think. He would have had to really put in a top-notch performance to get those big looks again on URL. And I just don't see it. So, yeah, T-Top, the clear, the clear 30. Not a body. I almost wanted to call it that. But I think QP had enough moments in there where you wouldn't call it a body. It's still entertaining. It's one of the few battles where it still has replay value because even though the guy got 30, he still said some good lines here and there. But uh, overall, T-Top would just outclass the merry round, in my opinion. Moving right along to the four I felt I was right about. And in all four of these I feel like I'm right about are very debatable. So I'm not just like these are clear wins and I'm like clearly right. But I can go from the first battle that I felt I was right about kicking off, which was the first battle of the night was Danny versus uh, Trez. And I was worried at first because I felt like Danny started off slow, started off very slow. Trez went first and set the tone beautifully. He was punching. He was like in his face. I, I like this, this new, maybe this new form of Trez, like this new energy he's got. Like he's, all up in in cat's mug now. He's not like so far back. He's not just pandering to the camera and to like whoever's behind the camera in the audience. He's like really talking directly. His material is more direct. His he's chaining his punches together way better than before. It's not as spotty, and it was like just a. It, it's something about him on these volumes, man. I know people are giving O Red and. NJT the t- title of like Mr. Volume or whatever. But I've been thinking people sleeping on Trez, man. He ain't did nothing but showed out since he's been on these volumes. 
And that first round had me like, oh, it's going to be looking bad for Danny. Danny was good in the first. It just took him a minute. And it, it was nothing that he did. You know, sometimes your bars just don't land like they, like you thought they would. And they just didn't. And uh, Trez was more the same in the second, you know, with a fire rebuttal. Fire rebuttal. <laughs> and, um, of course, you expect that. But... You know, also, Danny had rebuttals of his own, too. He's freestyling, too. And um, I wasn't shocked by that because he showed the ability to do that. I would say the tide turned midway in the second round, whereas this line that Danny used about the 30 and a 9, and that was hard. It was hard. Check these battles out, man. Just check them out. And I just think the tide turned overall. The third round was a... Was going to be a push, but the reason I asked that round to Danny as well as the second rounds because I felt like, first of all, Trez said something like basically he, since he felt like he won the first two rounds, he can just freestyle the whole third. And I was like, huh? Like, you you didn't, that's a bad idea because you, because that's false. You didn't win both rounds. But he thought he did and he just started freestyling like the whole round. Now, he had some fire moments within that freestyle, but it was just, it was choppy, and it was kind of all over the place, and he lost me with that one, and Danny was just being Danny, and kind of barked on him, also took shots at Briz, who was standing right behind him, and he was just mad aggressive as always, high energy with really dope punches, man, and he was like chaining stuff together, and he was giving a little bit more like grown man bars, a little real talk in there, and I just thought... Danny, Danny got that 2-1. Moving right along. Yeah, that was really nothing to say. That was a really good battle, though. That was the perfect battle I felt to set the tone because you knew, if nothing else, you knew they was going to get through their material pretty cleanly because Trez and Danny can do that, especially Danny. So that was like the perfect battle to, to kick it off with because you got some real, those are real pros right there. John John and Don versus Old Red. My God. Shout out to them for providing a really dope face off, the best face off of the card. Like, y'all came like y'all really cared. So, shout out. <laughs> and I guess none of that matters because the, the card was dope, but still, you want to see some tension. You want to see some of that, some of that Twitter, them Twitter fingers. You want to see that verbalized, right? I know I do sometimes. But anyway. So, John John comes out. He's, like, in a robe, the same little robe I think he had against Hollow, a Versace robe, you know, looking like like a rich villain, like, or something like that. <laughs> but, and then O-Red, he's going first, and he is coming out the gate. Wig gang. Like, he is spazzing on John. Like, it was real tension, man. It was real tension. You can tell. Because he was spazzing. Rather it was just hard, you know. He, you know, he punch. He'll punch your lights out. But it was it, he buried punches with substance in this battle, which is not always accustomed with red. And sometimes his bars can just be at random, and he does use sport references and stuff like that. But he tied it all together, and he was really spazzing really well. He did. He had some, a lot of cold John flips too. And I know John name gets flipped around a lot, or the dog gets flipped around a lot. But if you can do it creatively, it can still hit. And John, excuse me, O'Red did out a few times. 
John John goes after that, and I'm like, damn, how how you gonna come after that? Because that was another like like kind of like Eclipse round, it was like an eight eight point five. But bro, John John comes out the gate. Now we know if you've seen the battle, everybody said like you know he did this whole like wardrobe change. You know, people seen Prep do it versus Chilla, obviously. He did it. Come on, like, Prep ain't do it like this. <laughs> Prep ain't do it close, nearly as close to this. The timing of everything landed. It took a little time because there was one part where he, like, got his slacks and put them on and tried to, like, tuck his pant, his shirt inside and then pull on the suspenders. But it was a scheme, and each time... He took he like put on an article of clothing. He he used that bar or whatever that clothing was to be a part of the scheme, and it was it was it was pretty it was dope, man. It was pretty insane. And not go front. And it took a while, but everything landed to me. <sighs> and then he just kept spazzing on him, man. Like he said so much stuff in that first. It was fire. I had to give him that round. Had to. Uh Red was fired in the second best round of his I wouldn't say his career, but it was it was it was the best round he's had in a minute because I mean he was good against Solomon, but he had rounds like this. This second round he was flaming John John. And um what I noticed is what I noticed was he like I said, he had substance and he even angled like to a degree like using the whole you know obviously people know about john john league bullpen had a super bowl like battle you know card but he didn't tell people it was gonna be run rounders so people pay 35 dollars expecting three rounds but there was only one rounders he kind of told him late or last minute or didn't tell him at all so he attacked that angle about how he's like a janky promoter how he's like crooked and he attacked that joint so well like even incorporating the the amount of money thirty five, using it as a play on like punches, like punchlining with it, to incorporate John John in the thirty five dollars, it was crazy, man. He was wigging on John John. Now John John goes and he was dope that round two. It was like it was a total reverse of the first round where I gave O'Ray like an eight point five, and I didn't think it would be top, but. John John topped it. It was kind of like that, the same, but except John John, you know, he's going last every time. But his round was like 8.5 in the second. It just wasn't enough for <laughs> against Old Red. But John John had really fire material, uh, even like a dope, <laughs> I wouldn't say rebuttal. It was more like a on the spot written like line where he knew if he said this line about, he said a line that Geechee Gotti said before. He knew that O'Red is a student of the game and was going to say, you got that from Geechee. And he took the bait and he hit him with like oh, a Mafia John Gotti reference. And it was fired out. It was a kind of a room shaker almost. But that moment alone doesn't give him the round for me. It was it was probably but it was, I would say it's probably the best line of the second round, though, just off of the just off the cleverness and the, the impact it had. But going into the third is tied one one. O Red round was dope. He was just stumbling a few times, and I think he alluded to it in an interview where he said, uh, 
John John said a line that he was going to use the John Gotti. Matter of fact, it was the Gotti line. And he said he bunny hopped in. He had to move things around. And it kind of messed up his round, I suppose. But he was still dope. And it wasn't like big chokes. Like, it wasn't like, I'm choking, I'm choking. It was more like stumbling and like trying to find ways. He did do a nice little rebuttal mid-round, which I haven't, I don't remember seeing from O-Red. I ain't know he had that on him. But all in all, John John and Don, to me, was more flawless in the third. No slips, no stumbles. Had dope material. I know people, people are really funny with this. People are really funny with, oh, how he, how did he win the third when most of the material wasn't about red? People have had impact battles, impact rounds, where we're, like, I don't think necessarily the beat out third against Emerson Kennedy was fully about him. He alluded to him sometimes, but it was more about smack. But people thought that was like such a monumental round. Like <laughs> John John is addressing everything. Leagues, certain MCs. And he got back to red eventually. It wasn't like the whole round was about, you know, his journey and all that. I thought it was dope. He was he was kicking real facts to or what may be perceived as real facts. Thought it was dope. And like I said, I deduct points for you being like choppy and stumbling through your material. So I gave that battle to John John 2-1. And what was the last battle? No, excuse me. Suge versus Rum. Yo, first of all, I want to say props to Suge for taking guys that he know who has elite pins. Because then that is forcing him to step his pin game up. He did that. Though I got him losing this battle, I still respect that he's a vet, like a real vet. Like been in this for a minute. But he's not content with just being where he is. Like he's want to trying to. He's looking for new things to elevate his game. So I respect that. Salute. The battle was okayish. Probably outside of T top. I wouldn't even say the T top battle versus Clean was bad. I would just say it was very one sided. This was probably the most lackluster battle. And I'm. I take another L because I said I thought there was gonna be battle of the night. And it really, it really wasn't. Could have done without this battle, honestly. But Rum did have moments. And at first, he was spazzing, spazzing like crazy. Um, uh, Suge, he tried to hang. He tried to hang. He really did. Like he was, he was, it was one of his better performances as a writer. Um, he did a lot of. They did a lot of dunking on each other in this battle. I. I was watching an all-star game or some shit. Like, it was a lot of points getting made by dunks. It was oops. You had Geechee joining uh run for oops and things like that. Then you had NJT and Old Red over there on Shug side catching lobs and dunk. It was a lot of dunks. And I think Shug has to get away from those type of antics if he's really trying to level his pin up. His second round was good. Best round of the battle, but I best round of of the battle for him. But I still got him losing all three rounds, and I thought he was gonna get a round. I don't think he got a round, and that's very unfortunate. But like I said, salute to him on taking guys like a rum, and and knowing that he had to step his level of pin up, pin game up. I think if he's on this same journey, hey, I want to take the best pins in the game. Think by the end of the year, we're going to be seeing a much improved Shug. So keep an eye on that and salute the rum. 
because he came with his material, man. Punching out the gate. First round was dope. Second round was cool. And third, he pretty much got him out of here because Suge did Jersey in the third prematurely. I, I kind of seen it coming. I even put a uh, text like, like he's just at this point, he's going very slowly so he can get through his third. I can tell he didn't couldn't remember his material that well. And he was also tired because he's, you know, a big guy with all that performance he was doing, dunking and moving around. He got winded, stamina. You know what I mean? So it happens. Lastly, Ars versus Geechee. Really good battle. Really good battle. You could argue this is battle of the night as the main event. <sighs> wow, man. Arsenal goes first. Instantly in his face. And he just took all the way off. Damn, Ars. I ain't know Ars was going to. I had Ars winning going to this battle. I ain't think he's going to take off like that in the first from the gate. Very, very little filler. And, and that's kind of what gets Ars in trouble. But a lot of people feel like it's all disrespect and it's all filler. Very little filler. He was getting straight to the point in all his rounds and all his material. And that first. He was cooking, man, cooking, very consistent, closing the space. Like, I like that. I like when you go from your side of the, of the stage or in this case, it's on the side of the floor and you walk up and press the other person, like not physical, not bumping or like pushing, getting into altercation, but just closing the distance, letting them know this, my, you know what I'm saying? It's my house. It's what time it is. You know what I mean? So I felt it, man. Arch was cooking. Geechee. He kind of his Geechee was dope in the first two. Don't get me wrong, but his first in this battle kind of remind me of the first against Shine. And I don't know if that's just a pattern on URL or maybe I gotta check the the tapes, <laughs> uh, whatever. But he started off a little slow, a little bit, but he warmed up. He warmed up. He had really good support. Uh, Coffee, Rum, Danny, they was all there supporting him because I guess they learned from last time he was he. <laughs> They didn't want him to get overshadowed this time due to any gas. Any gas. Because you know Jersey riders were arse heavy. You know you got Big Sugar. You know he going to be loud and just making all types of sounds. Uh, grunting and all that. So they had to, you know, they had to match that energy. And they matched the energy as far as Entourage for the most part. But I gave the first round easily to Ars. Second round kicks off. Back on Ars. Oh my god, Ars was taken off. Off was taken off. I ain't gonna lie. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not even gonna hold you. Ar Ars was taken off. Angles about, you know, him not being like the smartest guy, kinda like what the JC did, but he was he's talking about it from like as a street guy, which JC isn't. So his stuff was like hitting a little bit harder. Like talking about, you know, I'm the realest, like like, I'm more street than you because I've never been locked up or something like that. Oh, man, I ain't want to say a line. But you know what I mean? Because <laughs> I don't really do that. But it was just angles with punches. He was being a little silly, but he wasn't like... It wasn't like that torturous arse that you normally hear. Like, I'll do this, punch your head in the blender. All this wild Eminem from old back in the early old Eminem 03 days where he's just... Talking about violent ways of destroying you and your family. Although Ars did get to that. But it was more of a real talk about who was realer as a crip. And, you know, he was kind of sunning him about his, you know, prices. Like, 
I'm getting this much. You're getting nada. He was just in his element, man. And then the stream went down due to some faulty connections. I guess the stream went down and he was wigging. Also, he had a fire, fire freestyle based on uh, Geechee's posture because Geechee had his hands behind his back with his head down. <sighs> just pay attention to that. When you see that, you will be like, oh, that's what that's what Ledger's talking about. It was fire, man. Fire, but the stream went down. Kind of killed the momentum a little bit, but not for me. But I guess when it came back, you could kind of sense people were just ready for Geechee to rap now because you just basically you basically ascend essentially you just extended more time for ours, which was which seemed like he was rapping forever in that second round due to the stoppage. So yeah, man, he was wigging. I, I honestly I already had ours two two oh up in that battle. I had him too well already. But Geechee's second was fire and his third, you know, Geechee thirds are like made for TV, man. It's a made for TV moments. And it was a lot of what kind of like the what your life like. You it, it was typical Geechee, but he just is you know what you you know what you're getting, but you can't stop it when it's said so profoundly and so dope. And it and he was cooking in the third. And Arch was good, but it just wasn't his best round. It was his weakest round of, of the battle to me. Those first two was just flames. But I got Geechee the third, and I got Arch the first two, which makes it a 2-1 battle for Arch. Overall, I would probably get his card a solid. It's very solid 8. 8 to 8.5. I get about an 8.5. Yeah, man. It was a very solid car salute. A lot of people doubted. I thought this was, I thought the matchups didn't make, not didn't make sense. But uh, no, yeah, I I would say I thought they wouldn't make sense. Like I didn't think they would like matter at all. And I and I still kind of feel that way. Like I feel like battling T top beating clean doesn't do anything for T top, right? Danny and Trez. Like winning that battle versus each other doesn't ascend them to anything. Like I don't think they're about to get a super big battle against a really big opponent after beating, you know, with whichever one you got winning. I don't think Clips beating NJT does anything bad to NJT. That's kind of like I don't want to call him their cash cow, but he's like one of their faces. Like they're not about to demote him because a lot of people got him losing the Clips. So that's what I meant by it doesn't really do anything. It's kind of pointless. But the the battles are dope. And I would say all of them except maybe, yeah, all of them except Suge and Rum got replay value in my eyes. So salute. It's getting late here. want to thank you all for tuning in. Yo, follow me on socials. I get a lot of likes and, you know, retweets. But nobody really follows your boy. Follow me. On the socials, y'all know, if you look at my timeline during the smack volume, I chop it up with everybody. I don't just wait for, like, the big names or the big media members to talk. I'm talking to everybody. I'll, even if you're not following me, I don't know you. I'm going to holler at you. So, like, yeah, man, follow me at Podtier on Twitter, at Podtier. And um on Instagram, underscore Top Tier Podcast. Anyway, follow me on YouTube as well. Click the like, share, subscribe with the notification bell as well. 
so you can be, you know, reminded and you can be getting a scoop anytime I upload, you'll get that notification and it'll hit you up. I appreciate you guys tuning in. It's a pretty long podcast this time. My apologies, but we had to get it in, man. It was a volume and it was a damn good volume. And like, like I said, man, I want to just salute everybody. Shout out to Avocado. He did his thing as usual. And um, yeah, so I'm going to go catch some sleep. Got to do normal shit. And with that being said, keep it battle rap. Love. <laughs>